Listeners, and welcome to Full Circle. This is your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by apprentices of KPFA's First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This past October the 20th through the 23rd was the Black Panther Party's 50th anniversary in Oakland, California, and Full Circle was there. You're, ab- you're absolutely right, Ephraim. We were there. And tonight we're going to bring you some great sounds from that event. Tonight you'll hear from Kiss My Black Arts. A representative from that organization is uh, spoke with Ephraim. And you'll also hear from Crystal Brown and Oscar Grant's uncle, Uncle Bobby, as well as Minister Keith Muhammad. That's right, Teresa. All that and some great music from the festival. That's tonight on Full Circle. We're your host. I'm Otto Desperado Ephraim Colbert. And I'm Teresa Adams. Stay tuned. Right now, hey yo, Oakland, California, being past the town. Yo, respect the politics, revolutionary sound. Oakland, California is past the town. Best check the politics is revolution right now. Oakland, California, past the town. Rossi Line, picking it up right now. Yo, this town's the birthplace of the Black Panther Party, where Huey P. Newton first got it started way back in October 1966. Ain't nothing changed but the date. Check the politics, oppression still exists, we resisted these pigs, they an occupying army trying to invade where we live, we raise a fist, when we see our comrades, there's a war in the street, we engage in combat, I wasn't born here, but I helped to raise up generations, 20 years straight, occupied for elevation, the state is hated, hates intimidation, but we not scared easy, see we in the occupation, decolonize minds every time I ride a rhyme, Rossi love forward to the 50th, Solidarity we ride, bears of pride is why we organize this uprise Justice for laws, code and culture utilized Oakland, California is prepared to town You know the politics is revolution right now Oakland, California being prepared to town And yo, East Bay politics, revolutionary sound Oakland, California, prepared to town You best respect the politics, revolution right now And yo, Oakland, California, prepared to town Put the fists up When I say Panther, you say town Panther, Panther When I say Panther, you say town Panther, Panther When I say Panther, you say town Much respect, much respect Panther Alright, that was X-Fade's tribute to the Black Panthers Hello, and again, welcome to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA on this unfortunate inauguration day, we'll be taking a look back at a weekend of positivity, revisiting the celebration of the Black Panther 50th anniversary, which took place last year in October. And when we talk about politics and social movements and we talk about the Black Panther Party, there are many aspects we can consider. And one important aspect of the movement is art. 
from posters to clothings to clothing to murals art is a creative and sometimes in your face message to other people that's right and up next we're going to go to our interview with co-founder of kiss my black arts tracy segment kiss my black arts is an artist collective of muralists and designers based in oakland in addition to helping start kiss my black arts tracy is an artist herself she is also an activist and a teacher. Uh, we're going to hear my interview, Auto Desperado, and with an upcoming apprentice, Catherine Petra, Petru, speaking with Tracy at the Black Panther 50th anniversary. I'm interested in hearing a little bit about Kiss My Black Arts. So you were saying taking back. Uh, what are some of the themes of the murals that you guys have worked on? Well, right now what's happening is that we're making the art us. So we are the art right now. And so we have artists that do different things. When we do different art parties, they're taking pictures and they're actually creating murals all over Oakland with pictures of us. So one of the biggest things is that most of our art, you see the bottom part of our bodies. So you'll see different things. We, we have different pictures where you'll see the body in the K, the body in the M, the B and the A for Kimba, Kiss My Black Arts. A lot of political art. So you'll find murals all over Oakland that just, that are bringing a lot of the fun, but also uh, bringing back the graffiti to, to give homage to the graffiti artists. Because with the gentrification in Oakland, they've been kind of like pushed out, like totally pushed out with the rest of the artists. So it's a lot of graffiti art, but you'll find a lot of different murals, even Domino's Pizza in, on Fruitvale in Oakland has a, a mural that that the founder had made there. Did you know? So we, we do all kinds of art. And like for me, I'm a jewelry and clothing designer, so I do a lot of art, political art, like the shirt that I have on here, which is also um, with one of our members, um, uh, Tony Be Conscious. So we do art, political art that has a meaning. So we we like with this shirt, with this Nat Turner shirt, it only not only just shows the picture of Nat, but it also on the back gives a whole rundown of who Nat was and what his legacy is and so we have art with uh, the Ankh or Ma'at or you know we have Got Melanin shirts that break down the whole definition of melanin and it's just about teaching and making um, making facts fashionable so you said you were born and raised in Oakland? I was not born in Oakland, but I've been raised in Oakland. Raised in Oakland since 88. I've been here since 88. What can you uh, tell us about the differences, the changes you've observed in the city uh, since you've been here? Ooh. Well, first of all, when I first came to Oakland, it was Coakland. It was a time when it was the city of dope. So the impact of that going to school, junior high school and high school, I graduated in 1992. So a lot had changed even from 1988 to, I would say 1994. By 1994, everyone that was making this, having this lifestyle of this, this dope lifestyle were dead or either in jail. Um, within, you know, the 10 years uh, to watch, to see a city that had, that was thriving off of art, and then uh, to see crack hit the community the way it did. A lot of changes. When I came to Oakland, there were certain areas you couldn't walk down. Um, you couldn't walk through areas like East Oakland, West Oakland. You never walked down West Oakland, and now you walk down West Oakland to people that you've never known to be around at 2 o'clock in the morning are walking dogs. And, you know, dogs have more rights in West Oakland than, than the actual citizens that have been here. Um, I've watched the economy go up, go down, go up, inside out, around. Um, as an artist, uh, I've been in this city as an artist for over 20 years, and I've just watched how 
we've been pushed out of Oakland. Um, just First Fridays, you know, a couple years ago, we used to do First Fridays for free. That was how we basically kept our children off the streets and maybe stopped our children and our neighbor's children from shooting people in the face and, you know, creating crimes. And now it's like we can't even get out there to, to do that because the fees have, like, been tripled and there's permits and there's all kinds of regulations and the police are out there telling you to get up out of there, you know. So I've watched a lot of stuff. I have a 21-year-old daughter. And so um, I've watched a lot change. I, I remember in early 2000 having to leave Oakland because the crime, it was so bad out here. And then to come back, I just came back almost five years, about five years ago because it was a time when you couldn't come back because the, the, the price of rent had gone up so high. So then we just had like this little break and we all came back. And just to see, you know, just how like now, you know, for a one bedroom apartment it's $1,600, you know, um, I've seen a lot. Just imagine this last couple of years, the tent cities that are that are all around here, you know, to see it look like it's East L.A., you know, in a matter of time. But then they're building up uptown and there's all these these beer places and wine places. But then there's homeless people all around. It's it's, it's been challenging, challenging. Yeah. Absolutely. You've definitely seen the highs and lows of Oakland. Yes. We are celebrating the Black Panther uh, anniversary um, out here on Austin Grant Plaza. What are some of the positive changes that you've seen in Oakland within recent years within the black community? I think one of the biggest things is the unification of the black community here. I think people becoming more educated here, um, being more conscious, cultural conscious. Uh, I think that it's been a, a plus that there has been some division in some way because it's, it's allowing us who are cultured to really redefine who we want the world to see us as. And the positive part of it is just to see people wanting to be together more. And I think that the best thing that for me that I see is, is like I said, because I identify, well, I identify as an Afro-Indigenous woman. So I identify as a woman just as, um, I mean, of course, I appear one way so people can look at me and say, oh, she's a black girl or whatever. But I'm a, I'm a woman who has roots all throughout the Americas. Um, and I acknowledge that. So I think that that knowledge and that, that education coming forth in the black and brown and the red community coming together more so and realizing that, you know, as a force, because we're on a lonely land, and the fact that more black people are realizing that the, the Ohlonis were black people, um, you know, just the fact that we're coming to together and realizing that we were the beginning, we're the middle, and at the end of the day, we're all the end. So, um, just just seeing seeing better programs um, outside of the gentrification because you know once Oscar was killed, a lot of stuff happened. I've been an activist in Oakland for over 25 years. A friend of mine was killed by the police in 1990. Mark Curry's uh, nephew was killed. And I remember being in the 10th grade and that just how it shocked us that this man was, was executed by police running. And to see the changes, just even with what happened with Oscar 20-something years later, and just how the, the different people came in and kind of like shook our city up and pretty much shook, our, shook us down. 
You know, nonprofits came in and did all the stuff. Where's our healing centers? Like, we don't have certain things. So just, I think the fact that some of it has been taken away from us um, has enabled us to actually figure out what we need. And it just pretty much do for self more. And I feel like in Oakland, we are um, policing ourselves a lot better. Um, and we're really, we're really uh, taking action for our babies. Yeah, I like what you're saying there with uh, do it yourself, you know. Speaking with a lot of people today, there does seem to be a sense that we need to take back our culture and be the ones that provide a history of who we are versus, you know, an outside source trying to tell us who we are. And within that, being a really good outlet for um, strength. Yes. And some of the people we spoke to have informed me. Kathy Brown, for example, was talking about how when she attended the anniversary of the Million Man March, she brought some middle school and high school boys with her. And it, like, stayed with them eternally. Mm-hmm. And she could physically see a change in even how they walked yes. or how they spoke and what was important to them. And um, what, I guess, kind of uh, interests me in moving here was... I had interacted with people from Oakland. I'm not originally from Oakland myself. I'm from New Mexico. I've been on here for about three years now, but it was kind of, there was something that kind of drew me here, and I think it was seeing that, mm-hmm. that light shining within them. I mean, I mean, you know, there's always going to be darkness no matter what space you're in, but there is definitely a, uh, an inner, like, presence of light that kind of shines within the city of Oakland, I feel. Most definitely. Um, Most definitely. I, I think that uh, our, we have such a, a rich history and legacy that people all over the world want to be from Oakland and it's it's like anywhere I go anytime I go on the East Coast it's like wow you from Oakland go to LA it's like wow you from Oakland I think that it's a lot for us to bear though as well because there's a lot that we have to uphold um, and in in the last few years just watching some stuff that wasn't upheld and then you know you have a legacy and then you come to it and it's like yo what's going on um, the importance of, of, of upholding these legacies is very important and I just feel like you know it is it's important for us to define who we are because it's just like the it's like listening to a, a playlist you know you go inside of the stores now and every store every chain store every corporate store has a certain playlist but the playlist that you listen to is somebody singing a Michael Jackson song, is somebody singing a Marvin Gaye song, somebody singing a somebody song, but it's not a person of color. It's, it's probably someone really young. So it's like to me, I think that we get watered down and it's like, a, it's like the new modern day playlist where it's just the Glee soundtrack that everyone's listening to and then, you know, eventually you end up hating the song and you're going like, you know, like, why do I hate this song? You realize someone tells you because you're out of, out, of, out of touch that that's the Glee soundtrack. <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, that's why I don't like it. So it's very important for us to define how we want our story to be told. And especially for me, I'm a, I'm a person who comes from a legacy, long legacy of, of people. You know, I, I come from my, my great-great-grandmother was Booker T. Washington's secretary. She's, she founded um, Livingston College in Salisbury, North Carolina. And having that legacy, growing up with that, is very important to be the one that says, well, here goes my book. Here goes, this is my photo album. And I'm proud to be able to do that. So I've been trying to teach my children that that's something that we have to do. It's, it's okay to talk to as much as many people as possible about, yo, this is who I am. Be proud of who you are. Thank you for saying all of that. 
Welcome back to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1. That was Tracy Sekmet, and she is the co-founder of Kiss My Black Arts. And what an amazing interview that was. It was. Audio Desperado. Oh, my gosh. Um, and for anyone listening, just know that that clip was just a small piece of the interview that Ephraim had with Tracy. So if you want to hear more, go online to kpfaapprentice.org and you can listen to the full segment. She was amazing. I mean, even when she started talking about Coke in Oakland, all those mm-hmm. years ago, it reminded me of the show that we did last week when we had the ac- acupuncturist on, and he was talking about the fact that the Black Panther Party was instrumental in um, using acupuncture as a way of treating people who were addicted to um, coke at that time, that that was one of the treatments that was given to them. So for her to talk about that now, that's one of those full circle yeah, things yeah. that we hear about sometimes. So that, that was amazing. And that's what's great about being in this area of the country. I mean, you just run into so many people who have this rich history mm-hmm. of community involvement, activism. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was just one of several people that were at that event. And That's true. But just listening to her, I felt like I had this um, snip, this snapshot of, of all these years, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, all of these things that happened, all the highs and the lows that people experienced, that she personally experienced, yeah. and then to hear her background, her family background. So it's it's going to be amazing. Definitely. And I think that's why it was great to start off the show with her first, because she does kind of lay out that historical background of Oakland. So we're going to take a short music break, and we'll return in a moment with more from the Black Panther Party 50th anniversary from Oscar Grant Plaza. So please stay with us. How y'all feeling out there? Bay Area all around the world. All the people from all over here visiting. Welcome to our city. The home of the Panthers celebrating 50 years right here in Oakland, California, where they started. Just some brothers trying to do good for their community, for their city. We see a lot of the problems that they was facing, we still facing today, man. But I feel the one way to truly have a revolution, we gotta start within loving ourselves, loving our children, loving our women, loving our community, taking care of each other. Cause we can't fight nothing without if we ain't getting right within, you feel me? I get a clap, y'all, and just clap your hands like this, y'all, and just clap your hands just like this, y'all. We gon' vibe, yeah. Oakland, California, all around the world. Because, because I know one day we gon' make it. I know one day we gon' have just what we're fighting for. Just what we've been fighting for. Yeah, uh. They can't take this love from us. They can't take this love from us. It's deeper than they know. Hey, yo. Yes, it's deeper than they know. Hey, yeah. And my soul has no limitations. My life is priceless. Yeah. And my faith is endless. And I believe in truth. The truth. Come on. As long as justice escapes us, we live for the struggle. 
yeah, come on, we keep holding on, yeah, uh, and we keep pushing on. Oakland, let me tell you, I know one day we gon' make it. I know one day we gon' have just what we're fighting for, just what we've been fighting for. They can't take this love from us. They can't take this love from us. It's deeper than they know. Yes, it's deeper than they know. And let me hear you say, oh yeah. And say, oh yeah. And say, love, love. And say, love, love. Let me hear you say, oh yeah. Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1 FM. That was the soulful sounds of Oakland's very own Kev Choice with his song, Oakland, California. This was recorded at Oscar Grant Plaza at the 50th anniversary of the Black Panther Party. Teresa, while we were broadcasting from Oscar Grant Plaza and surrounded by several talented artists using their platforms to address social issues, was there anyone that really stood out to you who you spoke with? Well, there were a number of amazing artists, but I have to say the people who stood out for me the most was a group of high school students who were there. You have to remember, this was in October, and it was um, pre-election time. So there were a group of students from Envision Academy who were out there um, campaigning for uh, Proposition 57, which would reverse Proposition 21, which would prevent young adults from being incarcerate, incarcerated in adult prisons. And they were so organized and they had their message, they had their flyers, and they just really presented themselves so well. So I have to say, they really impressed me. Yeah, and maybe if you can expand a little bit on like why that was an important measure. I mean, that, from my understanding, they were allowed to try people as young as 14 uh, prior to that passing. As an, as an adult, right. Yeah. And since that time, that measure prop. 57 did pass so um that will not happen children will not be incarcerated as adults and then as the she was saying one of the young ladies was saying they the goal was not to get set people free who were in prison young adults who were in prison they've done their time they want to um learn their lesson make sure they have information but at the same time not treat them as an adult when they have such a longer period of time to stay in jails. Right. Yeah. So that, they really impressed me. And then there was another um, lady who was there who was speaking about the um, hunger strike. Mm -hmm. Um, She was, uh, had her flyers. There were a lot of people out there who had flyers, um, families, which I always look for things like that. Like a friend of mine who was there with his daughter or his wife and his son. So it was just a, a good feeling and a good experience at the time. And we spoke with quite a few people. We people did. are always happy to see KPFA out and about with our microphones. Yes, and it was great to just have people from the community that were there. You know, I also spoke with uh, Mr. Fab about mm-hmm. how the Panthers had influenced him as an artist and how he was really inspired by the Panthers at the school lunch to, you know, provide backpacks for kids full of school supplies that he does on a regular basis. Um, You know, I also ran into Hip Hop TV, and they had brought out someone who is creating a hip-hop magazine um, that was an Oakland native who reaches out as far as to New York. 
Oh, that's nice. When is yeah. that coming out? Did he say? Oh, well, he's it's already in uh, pu- uh, publishing right now. Uh-huh. So I think they were on like issue 22, 20, or uh, 26. But up next, we're going to hear from our interview with Crystal Brown and Uncle Bobby, both who have lost loved ones due to police violence. But be- before that, please remember that if you want to hear the extended version of these interviews, go to kpfaapprentice.org and you can hear the full interviews. KPFA audience, we are here live at Oscar Grant Plaza during the Black Panther 50th anniversary. Uh, we have two special guests with us here today, Crystal Brown and Uncle Bobby. If we could start with Crystal, if we could have you introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and why you're here. My name is Crystal Brown. I'm from Deland, Florida. And um, I'm here because my husband was killed by the Deland Police Department. James P. Harris, May 8th, 2013. Marlon Brown. We have three children together. Um, it was 12.30 a.m. in the morning. He was allegedly stopped for not wearing a seatbelt. Um, instead, Marlon did exit his vehicle, and the officer disobeyed policy and procedure and proceeded to apprehend him using his 2.5-ton vehicle um, against a 200-pound man, striking him and hitting him, going 24 miles per hour, pinning his um, body under the car for four and a half, five hours, as the neighborhood, his children, his family onlooked, refusing the community the opportunity to help to get the car off of his body. Um, Marlon was pronounced dead on the scene. Um, He was running away, unarmed, wasn't posing a threat to anyone, wasn't, um, the officer was not in fear of his his life, Um, but the state attorney did decide to take it to a grand jury, and the grand jury, of course, decided not to indict. The officer was fired, but he still has not faced criminal charges. So I'm here today, um, 50th anniversary of the Black Panther Party. Um, I've learned a lot about um, their history and fighting for justice and the rights of African people. And so um, I I thought it was an honor to, to make my way here to Oakland today to be in the midst of such a wonderful event. Well, we definitely appreciate having you here and, you know, sharing your story with us as well. Um, I think it's important that more stories like yours are shared, you know, to bring justice and also to bring awareness to the communities because it's, it's an ongoing system that translates across the United States. Um, and then we also have uh, Uncle Bobby here with us as well. And, uh, well, uh, let me say hello to the KPFA listeners again. Uh, it's an honor to be able to share some words with the community, uh, you know, in regards to my nephew Oscar Grant being murdered. And today to spend the time here at the Oscar Grant Plaza, basically where it really all started at. Uh, you know, I am affectionately known as um, Uncle Bobby to the community. Um, you know, and since his murder, I've been uh, in this movement and um, seeking justice for Oscar, but not just justice for Oscar, but in embracing other families like Crystal. Um, I met Crystal uh, in Dillard, Florida, uh, participating in an event she was in, and she's been a part of our family ever since. And one of the things that I have to say about Crystal is that uh, not only has she um, embraced the movement, but she also has pursued uh, becoming the commission of 
uh, I forget the position, but of the police department, the same officers that fired her, she was seeking to become their boss. But because of the KKK issues so prevalent down there in Florida, pulling up her sides and her campaign and launching an attack against her and trying to criminalize her so that the voters wouldn't vote, you know, those are the obstacles she had to challenge. But one thing about it, she didn't just lay down. You know, exactly. she's been in pursuit for justice for her husband uh, ever since. Uh, you know, and it is an honor to be here. Um, for those that may not know, my nephew Oscar Grant was murdered January 1st, 2009 at the Fruitvale Bark Station. It was the community that embraced us, that cried with us, that um, held on to us, that um, prayed for us, went back and forth to court with us. But most importantly, uh, this community, um, with this history that we have here, utilized the First Amendment right to speak to the very injustice of Oscar being murdered. And it was because of that, the community embraced the community history, the legacy that's been built on, I mean, primarily from what the Black Panthers did in the 60s and the 70s, uh, that helped us get the justice. We didn't really get justice, but helped us get the first officer in the state of California arrested, charged, convicted, and sent to jail. So the legacy here, especially concerning the history of activism is, is really deep. And we have to take our hats off to, of course, the Black Panthers and what they have done in protecting our communities uh, from the police. You know, um, making it clear to us that we had a problem with the police here in the Bay Area, here in Oakland, California, and decided to really radiate that across the nation. And what we saw happen was, again, uh, California uh, setting the pace for everything that we see across the country when it came to the Black Panthers taking up arms, uh, feeding the hungry, feeding the children, so just doing all the work that they did, the great work that they've done. And, uh, and so we're here in, um, in honor of that, you know, to support them, to recognize their historical aspect of their contribution to our community. And the fact that um, point number seven represented, we demand an immediate stop to the police brutality in our community. And so as a family member that have suffered that, that police brutality, one that has become outspoken about it, uh, really uh, has let that become my um, carry on or calling card. You know, we demand an immediate stop to police brutality and we will unite as families, we will reunite with the community and we will engage the labor force to be a part of this movement so that we can really bring a real change to this system and this heinous act when it comes to police dealing with people of color. Are there strategies that have worked well as far as organizing the community for you with addressing some of these needs? I would say yes. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think about um, the Black Panthers when they actually begin to openly carry. You know, and, and basically it became a national thing that you got black folks with guns going to the state capitol demanding an immediate stop of police brutality in our community and the rights that black people should have in this society. Uh, and how I relate that is the fact that we have black people today that is willing to shoot back with their video cameras, with their cell phones. You know, pulling it out and showing that imagery of this, this ill sickness from these police officers in our community uh, uh, is reminding us of what the Black Panthers has done and how far we have really come and what we got to do now to really stop it. And so we're clear that it's going to be a mass movement of people um, involved in this movement to bring real change. And I'll just go back one more step. Um, May Till, Emmett Till's mother, um, left the casket open 
for the people to see what happened to her little 14-year-old son. And it was the catalyst of the fire that was put in people's soul to march with Martin Luther King, uh, to speak loud like Malcolm X, to bring about real change. And of course, we got uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. We got the 1964 uh, Civil Rights Act put in place. And various other legislation came in place because May May helped fuel the people. These videos that we see today that are shared by families, that are shared by the community, is that same type of fuel. And we are all coming to a point to where we realize that it is a sick system that we're dealing with. And we have to ask this question, are the police here to serve and protect the people or are they here to serve and protect the state? They're here to serve and protect the state. When they care more about a building than a life, then we got a problem. Exactly. And uh, Crystal, what are your thoughts? Uh, what is there inspirations that you draw from the Black Panther movement and uh, maybe use or strategies that you currently are using today? Um, I just, for me, um, I just see their, their boldness and their willingness to stand without being afraid. Um, that's something that I definitely try to, to portray um, within myself and within our community, just trying to let people know that they don't have to be afraid. Know your rights. The legislation, know what you can do, and um, you know when you're faced in situations where the police are telling you you can't do something, say what you know is right and stand for that, and don't take you know what they say for something that you have to do when you know what the laws are. So I just definitely try to um, take their boldness and their willingness to stand without fear, and definitely push that in our fight for justice young person and kind of seeing some of the newer movements within um, Black Lives Matter and wanting to get involved, are there any ways you would suggest uh, that I could get involved or others within my age group get involved? Um, personally, I think there's just no other way to get involved but just to do it. Um, the more we sit back, um, we, you know, we definitely we get on social media and we talk about it. We have social media politicians and all of that good stuff. All of that's great, but we have to take it to the streets. We have to be on the pavement. We have to actually be moving in, in actions. Um, so the best advice I can say for anybody who wants to get involved is get involved. Um, don't stand back because in, in the end that doesn't help. We need people that are actually out on the ground working. Doesn't help. We need people that are actually out on the ground working. We always say <clears throat> from the Love Not Blood campaign that God has given us all some ability. And uh, if your ability is spoken word, a spoken word art artist, to consciously speak in regards to the issues that are socially plaguing our community to today is an empowerment to other youth like yourselves. Uh, if you're skillful at social media, broadcasting through social media, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be Instagram, or whether it be Facebook, or any other social media, um, the, the issues that are plaguing our community is powerful because it's consciously awaking young people. If you're an artist, you know, you paint and draw the issues of this society, again, transforming through imagery. You know, these are all critical. And then last night, we were able to go to a play titled Every 28 Hours that playwright writers all across the nation collaborated on doing a play on the same night in a coordinated 
united effort of the expression of police terrorism in the community. These playwright artists went to Ferguson so they can feel and experience what was happening there. Then they came back and they developed ideas on how to put this play together. And Donald Lacey is one of the directors of the play locally here from San Francisco, K-Poop radio um, announcer. Uh, did a tremendous job and so this play is extremely emotional it speaks to the very issues that we're experiencing when it comes to encounters with the police and if you don't feel it when you go to that play you cannot be human so um, everybody Brian Krugler with Fruitvale Station uh, had was pricked in his heart to such a degree he was able to write a script that turned out to be a great movie for everyone that had a son, brother, or whoever experienced that movie felt that they knew Oscar as their very own. And so we all have a part to play. And it, it what's important is always remember Martin Luther King's silence is betrayal. If you're not speaking or standing up or doing what God has given you to bring about real systemic change, then you're just as culpable of allowing a system with these heinous acts of killing black folks and brown folks uh, to continue. And so we make a call out. This is a call to action that we all get involved to bring real change. Welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 KPFA. You just heard from Crystal Brown and our own Uncle Bobby. Um, as you know, Uncle Bobby is the uncle of Oscar Grant, who was killed at the Fruitvale BART station in 2009. It was really powerful speaking to both of them. Um, I was initially kind of caught off guard. You know, I had just finished speaking with a hip-hop artist, and right. that was my yeah. first time meeting Uncle Bobby, as well as Crystal, so I wasn't quite sure who they were or, you know, their background. What I really respect highly about both of them is instead of staying and mourning for the loss of their loved ones, they decided to take action. That's true. They've taken um, the pain that um, their family has experienced, and they've taken that, and they've um, cr created this call to action across multiple states to have people um, pay attention to what's happening around them and not only pay attention to what's happening around them, but also speak up, say something if you see something wrong, and to also hold um, police officers accountable for their actions. That's right. And I also like a lot of the things that they mentioned as far as the connections they made mm -hmm. with the Panthers using their guns and going to Sacramento and, you know, the demanding mm -hmm. and then the ability to use your video camera from your cell phone. Exactly. As a way to keep these officers in check. It's true. And like they mentioned, um, the images that um, we see are in your face. You can't say that you don't know what's happening unless you're not watching the news, which I hope we're all paying attention to what's happening in some way because you don't always have to get it um, on television. You can get it in print. You can get it on the radio. Um, KPFA is really wonderful about making sure that we provide information to, to the community about things that are happening like this. So um, yes. Uncle Bobby is always a great spokesperson for um, awareness and compassion even in the face of the pain that they've experienced yes so next we're going to hear from another powerful person uh, minister keith mohammed every important event in our lives should begin by calling on the aid the assistance and the guidance of the almighty of course our gathering here today 
is overwhelmingly significant and important, so we begin. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I am a student and representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and I could never thank Allah enough for his intervention in our affairs, for his raising the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and for his giving to us a wonderful representative of truth, who found us in darkness and is guiding us toward the light of God. I speak of none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and it's in their righteous names that I am honored to welcome and to greet all of you. With the greeting words of peace, we say it in the Arabic language, Assalamu alaikum. First, big round of applause for our family, the Black Panther Party, celebrating our 50th anniversary. Praise be to Allah. When I was asked by our host what should be said about me in introducing me, I thought it would be better suited if I introduced some of my history for you myself. First, I am honored to be here. Having represented the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in this city for now 25 years. And 25 years ago, around this time, my wife, Salama, and I looking for a place to live so that we could serve the interests of black people and oppressed people here in Oakland, California on behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And you should know that when I got off the plane, when I got off the highways, one of the first things I looked for when landing in this city were those who served in the Black Panther Party. Coming up from Southern California, where I accepted the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad after being invited to Africa by a brother who very humbly painted my mother's home. And as he painted my mother's home, he began to introduce my mom to the truth, the history of our people. And by the time he was done with the living room and on his way to paint the bedroom, he had convinced my mother to accept a vacation, an educational vacation that took us on a journey all the way to Egypt. And when I arrived there, sitting with the famed scholar, Dr. Youssef Benyakinan, having had no reason of my own for taking such a journey, taking the journey only with the desire to accompany and protect my mother while she traveled. When I returned home, I was so full of the life of truth that I was in search of knowledge. There's a hadith that says, he who goes in search of knowledge is in the path of God until he returns. And when I made my way back to Los Angeles, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was on his way into that city. And when he addressed us in Los Angeles on the theme of power at last and forever, I returned to my college campus at Long Beach State 
join the Black Student Union. And as soon as I joined that Black Student Union, I began to learn of the great work of the Black Panther Party. Well, dear family, I never imagined in the 80s that as I was learning of the Black Panther Party that I would be standing here with you today. That 30 years later, that we're able to look at one another in the face, loving the great courage and loving the inspirational force and loving the work of the Black Panther Party, a work greatly admired, by the way, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, a work closely looked at and appreciated by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, so that today, these many years later, we don't look at one another as though we are different from one another, for the enemy worked a plan and a program to keep us divided from one another long before the Panther Party was born, long before Brother Keith was born, long before any of us were born, the enemy set about a plan to keep us divided from one another, fearing that if we ever united with each other, that we would produce a force unlike any force that the world has ever known. Our unity, Minister Farrakhan teaches us, produces the power to change reality. Now, I don't mean to offend any of you, but if you think that Hillary Clinton is going to change your reality, you are a fool. I don't mean to be offensive, but if we think that Donald Trump is going to change our reality, then you are a fool. One of the problems we've lived with is waiting on elected officials to do for us the thing that the organized masses of the people must do for themselves. The scripture does not give us any evidence that we should place our hope in those that represent these houses of power. And to be clear with us, they don't represent power, we do. And if and when we stand up on a platform and a program that's designed to see our people free, then and only then shall we actually accomplish the freedoms that we desire. For the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and I close, we want freedom. We want a full and a complete freedom. It's not a freedom that we enjoy in the status as freed slaves, because as long as we accept to be a slave, will be treated as such. Who are we? We are in fact the people of God's desire. Because in you, whether we know it or not about ourselves, is something of divine. 
You, each of us that are sitting here, are matchless as God is matchless. You, each of us that are sitting here, are incomparable as God is incomparable. Each of us that are sitting here have in us an inconquerable force called God. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, stop looking in space for your God. There is no space that's going to solve our problems. In fact, he taught us that the power of God is found in a human being. This is why we appreciate the Panther program. A people not waiting to see what a mystery will do to solve our problems, but a people willing to look at one another for a solution, roll up our sleeves, and get busy to establish freedom, justice, and equality for our own. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that every time you look at the black man and woman, that you are looking at God. So we don't need to wait for death to know heaven. We don't need to wait for death to meet hell. Many of us met hell before you got here. If you didn't have any money, you were broke as hell. If it was too hot outside, you were hot as hell. If somebody made you angry, you were mad as hell. Heaven and hell, he teaches us, are two conditions in life. And if you find yourself in a land of peace and contentment of mind, you've met the apple of your eye, you married her, you went home, and you sang, I'm in heaven. Or heaven must be like this. It must be like this. In other words, family, it's our time to get out of hell. And it's our time to walk in unity into heaven. Heaven does not come without work. Just as you work to make your home a heavenly place, we must work to make our community a heavenly place. Now we need, in order to build this heaven, those that are unafraid, those that are fearless, those that are not scared of the power of the enemy, and those who are not scared to unite with one another. We thank you for allowing us to come and share our love and unity with you. And we say, pressing forward, that we need from you 10,000 fearless men and women that are willing to meet the enemy of our rise face on, who are willing soldiers to make the peace where we live with each other, and who are willing soldiers to demand justice wherever injustice stands. There have been too many videotaped murders of our people. There have been too many unvideotaped murders of our people. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we want justice, equal justice under the law.
We want justice applied equally to all, regardless of creed or class or color. In other words, if a cop kills us, then he must face the same penalty that we are made to face. And quite frankly, when you wield that kind of authority, your penalty should increase. And so we say to those in government, wow, the law is in your hands to achieve, you should work to achieve it. Because if you're waiting on us to achieve it, then you're not gonna appreciate the consequences. So it is our time that the enemy should know from the 10,000 fearless that there is a consequence for the senseless murder of our people. So I wanna thank you for listening. Encourage you to join on and support the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who will be addressing the world on Sunday, October the 30th. Tune in at www.noi.org and watch his message on independence and separation. May Allah bless and keep you. Have a wonderful 50th anniversary celebration as I greet you all in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. If you just joined us, you're listening to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM in Berkeley, California. Tonight on this eve of a new era in politics, we have been sharing with you some sounds and interviews from the 50th anniversary of the Black Panther Party, recorded in October 2016. That was the voice of Minister Keith Muhammad. And as he says, heaven does not come without work. Uh, yes, he did. That was a very powerful message from Minister Muhammad. I hope that um, it was an oppor- the celebration was an opportunity for people who know about the Black Panthers to enjoy and reminisce about some of the experiences they um, recall, and for young adults who don't know as much to have an opportunity to learn about this wonderful group of men and women who helped shape Oakland and other parts of California and the United States. We're nearing the end of our show tonight, and we want to thank you for tuning in to our Black Panther Party 50th anniversary special. If you want to hear more, go to KPFA kpfaapprentice.org for the full version of all of these interviews. The executive producer for Full Circle is Miss M. Our technical director is Free Will and Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. Sylvia Torres has been at the controls. And a special thanks to the remote crew who went out with the equipment and helped record the interviews and music. That consisting of myself, Teresa, Catherine Petru, Freeland Franklin, Miss M, Sylvia Torres. We've been your host. I'm Otto Desperado Ephraim Colbert. And I am Teresa Adams. And we also want to remind you that we are seeking Group 43 for the apprenticeship program. The deadline to file an application is January 27. Please go online to kpfaapprentice.org and download an application. Thank you so much. Now we're going to take a quick music break and end the show with 50 Years Later by Hip Hop Legends Public Enemy. And after that, stay tuned for La Onda Baita. What's up, with Oakland? Public Enemy. We give it up, y'all. Drop that music one time. We declare our right Somebody say turn it up. Somebody say turn it up. To be respected as a human we need a little more volume right there.
enemy. How many of y'all know about a group called Public Enemy? Put your hands up. Control, timeless never get old. Strong and bold, story soul, and that melody. Free music, people, music heavenly. Songs that make a better you, better me. Type of sound, put a smile on a woman's face. Celebrate what's on her mind, not stuck around below the waist. Type of tune, shine bright like high noon. This is something you roll with. Late at night, days at the moon. Worldwide, global music, what we making. Type of music, heal from set, back in devastations. Better life, make it through the night. Composition, what? Radio and video key. This is so peak listening. Yo, and we don't deal with no evil. Hey, yo, we rocking with the people. Revolution, we not joking. Make some noise, yo, we live in Oakland. 50 years later, Panthers still here. 50 years later, and the Panthers right here. 50 years later, and the Panthers. 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 Make some noise for yourselves, y'all, one time. My name is Jahi. It is an honor to rock right here, right now. You could be anywhere in the world, but we right here. Y'all ready? Let's go. Hey. Hey. I feel great today. How you feel? One light, one love, one spirit, and one heart. Only need banging drums for the lyrics to spark. One goal, one soul, one life, one destiny. Love in the community, unity and family. One God, one aim, and one purpose. Create a foundation, respect and trust.